great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Hello, and you are listening to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. How the heck are you, Sean? I'm Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. I I said it, and then I winced, because that duck. (laughs) I don't like that duck. It's uh, We're contractually obligated to mention how he does not like Donald Duck in at least every fifth episode. So I this is where we are today. So he's allowed to go on a rant. Go on. Well, I did notice at Destination D23, I didn't think about it until later how enjoyable my experience had been because they brought in the voices of Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Pluto, who are all delightful human beings. And I didn't have to listen to the voice of that duck. Oh, well, look at that. I wonder, is it because the voice of the duck behaves like the duck and they just don't want him around? I'm sure that's not true. But I am grateful that I was spared the duck at Destination D23. It's like, (laughs) you know, Disney, Disney can afford speech pathologists. He doesn't have to talk like that anymore. It's like, you just, you can barely understand him. That's, yeah. And you can send all of your Donald Duck merchandise to Of Mice and Main Street Men. <laughs> I know there are fans out there. I And I'm sorry. I just, I can't help it. It's mainly because he just kept complaining about his pumpkin costume that I worked so hard to get him in my Magic Kingdoms game. So, well, but we digress. That is not what this episode is about at all. No, this episode's about the future, isn't it? It's about- it is. The future is bright. The future is There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There, you know, there is. And, you know, we've been we've been doing kind of these top 10 lists about various lands or parks. And and we realized we had not uh, kind of covered Tomorrowland. And so that's what we're doing today. We're talking about our top 10 things that we love about Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. And um, Sean, do you want to go I, ahead and talk this off? Or do you yeah, have, do you I have- will. I'm I'm wondering again because it was amazing with Adventureland how we matched up, like uh, like our first three things. Oh yeah, all matched. So I'm I'm going to be curious if you even included this. But when I think Tomorrowland, I think giant granite waterball. I did not. I did pair it okay. something else, like kind of grouped it together. But all um, right, but it's just one of those weird things that I. I just remember being around forever that I go, what is this thing? It's kind of the globe, but it's more of this giant granite rock that rotates with water. And I find it mesmerizing. I, if that is, if that is the future, sign me up. (laughs) That's a good one. Actually. That's very nice. Giant Uh, granite water ball is my number 10. I love that. My number 10 is actually the lighting. Um, as we've talked about on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of lighting and what it can do to your senses. And yeah. something about Tomorrowland at night, especially that I absolutely love. And that's large part due to the lighting and the neon and like it it looks so beautiful over there. Um, it's it's one of those places that I do prefer to go at night because of how breathtaking it is. So my yeah. is the lighting at night. I think that that's nice. That's that's a little more esoteric than I got, I'm afraid, on my list. Except eh, one thing later. But all right. So my number nine 
My number nine is Buzz Lightyear. And part of the reason that I'm a fan of Buzz Lightyear is because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, or someone in our listening viewership, listenership, listenership, (laughs) will correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's the one attraction that's like in all the Tomorrowlands, but is kind of different in all the Tomorrowlands. Am I making that up? I don't know. I'm only I've only really done the Disney World situation. So I I know you have. I know. So, um, but still, it's like, it's one of those that we do it almost every time we go because, you know, it's different every time. And it depends a lot on who's controlling the joystick because that can lead to family arguments. So I just let Jackie have the joystick and I shoot at whatever I point at. It's you just are, the best way to avoid family kerfluffles. You you are a Renaissance man, sir. You You understand life better than most. So, but Buzz Lightyear, I mean, great, great tie-in to the Tomorrowland yeah. area and and a fun attraction to be competitive on is yeah. my number nine. So my number nine, I put, is we kind of match up a little bit. I, I kind of tied Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, and the Laugh Floor in one. Um, they are things that I absolutely enjoy. We do them every time. Um, and they're just gems of, of, of the Tomorrowland area. Uh, but they're, neither one of them are things that, like, if we miss them, I would be, like, tore up about it. But, like, right. I enjoy them. So that is my number nine, the Laugh Floor, and Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. All right. My number eight, I pay homage to, to one of the merchandise locations. Because I just, I remember it's always been there. It's always had like Mickey in some sort of space helmet or whatever floating on the, it's Mickey's Star Trader. And I don't, I don't know why when I was a kid, my mom always seemed to feel that they had like better choices of merchandise. I don't know that that's really true now. (laughs) I think everybody's, I think every store pretty much has the same merchandise, but she always felt like there would be something cool to find at Uh Mickey's Star Trader. Plus, you know, it's also one of the few stores that you can peer into as you ride around Tomorrowland on the People Mover. So um, I'm giving a little shout out to Mickey Star Trader. That's lovely. I, I do have that on my list as well, but it's just it's just in a moment. It is. OK. OK. So, so my number eight is I just put this is where I kind of put the the giant sphere in. I kind of put the architecture and the oddities that you can kind of find. Um you know, I know at one point that was really all that was supposed to represent kind of the future. And I guess it still does. But it's just so interesting how different that area is, obviously, from Fantasyland and, and, and purposefully so. But it's such a stark contrast that I've always really appreciated the the rock work and the way the walls were, you know, angled and, and all of that. And so, yeah, um, that's my number eight is just is the architecture, et cetera. The f- Futuristic architecture, etc. Yes. I hear you. All right, my number seven, and I wonder if you gave him a little love. Is Sunny Eclipse on your list somewhere? Oh, he most certainly is. All right, well, I put him at number seven. He's just, you know, he's just one of those fun touches. that It's like, did Disney need to include an intergalactic lounge singer in their hamburger restaurants? No, they didn't have to. It's just, it, you know, it's one of those things we talk about all the time that Disney Disney just throws things out there to enhance your enjoyment and to tell a story. And, 
you know, now that he is back at Cosmic Rays, I think all is right in the world. And if you have not stopped into Cosmic Rays to hear Sonny perform one of his sets, then shame on you. Go back it's there the next time. And are missing out. It's it's sort of an elevated Chuck E. Cheese is kind of how I feel about it. That's an insult to Sonny. Compared well, to I know. Um, I know. But I said <laughs> elevated. It's an elevated. It's a elevated. It's a, it's, a, it's a sophisticated version of a Chuck E. Cheese, in my yeah. opinion. I do agree. I, I, I love Sonny, and we'll talk about it. So him. we'll talk about him when we get to yours, too. So that was my number seven. So my number seven, and I've paired two together because, you know, why not, um, is the the Joffrey's Revive over there, but also then Star Traders as well. I They're both kind of like nice little, for whatever reason, by the time we make it over to Tomorrowland, sometimes I need, I need a caffeinated beverage and I need air conditioning. And, and, and there's a bathroom. It is a full service nook <laughs> right over there. There sure is. And so like, those are just two like, Oh, they're just like things of like glory when you have them. And uh, and also I, I will say Star Traders is I do love that store um, and it's lovely. And so like those are just those are seven on my list because of just what they mean to me in the moments that I need them. So uh, and also there is something about that Joffrey's that 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 uh, what is that Jamaican? What the heck is it called? Jamaican me crazy. That is good. That's the ice. Then they have this like, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a, a frappe type situation. That's really good too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that's number I, seven. And as a non-coffee drinker, I, I can't get excited about the Joffreys, but okay. others in my traveling party do. So yeah. Viva yeah. la Joffreys yes. for people who do that kind of thing. Yes. All so, right. My... All right, my number six is also a combo, a Lumangelo, if you will. Yes. Um, and it harkens back, well, first of all, and I know it never happened at Disney World, but it did used to happen at Disneyland, I think, like in the late 50s, early 60s, where they had the jetpack guy. Okay. The, and I go, what a perfect thing to have, like, I'm sure Disney legal shut it down eventually. But uh you know, when you think future, I mean, I still think jetpacks are a wave of the future. It's like, <laughs> at what point will we just all get to ride around with a jetpack on our back? Um, and so that, but I combined that with, and I know this is a story that I heard. I just didn't get a chance to go back and substantiate it before I'm throwing it out there. But I remember the discussion or a talking point early on that all of the vegetation in Tomorrowland, at least originally, and I think it's true of Florida, but was edible because they felt like in the urban centers of the future, you would not want wasted space. And if you were growing things that couldn't also be eaten. So I don't know. I could be making that up. I don't think I am. I think that's an interesting story. So I threw it out there. And it's also why I threw it out there with these with the jetpack, because then at least half of what I've put at number six is true. Interesting. I have never heard that, but I'm 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 gonna go look that up because that sounds fascinating. Um 
So my number six is actually the the soundtrack, just kind of the the musical, yeah, story, if you will, of the land. Um, yeah, there's a really great moment where you're going from you know the hub there across the bridge, and when that music starts, it's just like unmistakably Tomorrowland, and it kind of continues through there, and it's like just has this, it's like in a key of hope, if you will, you know, songs in the key of hope. Yeah. And it just has this like cool mood lifting kind of tone to it. So I, yeah. I would be missed if I didn't include it on my list. So it is at number six, the soundtrack. Aww, that's nice. Songs in the key of hope. Songs in the key of hope. Right? It's probably a better tagline than mouse sniffing. Honestly. What if, did you say? Sniff th- it, sniffing a mouse. Sniff a mouse. Yeah. Mouse sniffing. I I don't know what the, it's been corrupted to on the street now. I think kids call it <laughs> mouse sniffing. Um, but it, I, I, I digress. I run down a spoke, if you will. You do. You do. Um, <laughs> so let me get back to my number five. And my number five, you have mentioned already, but it's Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Mm-hmm. That is one, honestly, and I was so sad because it's one of the things that uh, is different at the Halloween party. And yet we didn't get a chance to go do it because I think it's uh, I think it's just open to walk through as a candy station. Okay. But they've got but they've got the but they've got the performers doing like Halloween jokes and stuff. I just I swear that's probably the job I would want at Disney. I think you and I as mac and cheese. Oh god. I think we I think we'd be brilliant. So maybe if they want to hire us to do the Monsters Inc laugh floor gig, mm-hmm. we can just throw out our our brilliant ideas as imagineers in a more timely manner cuz we'll be there. And they can just get two for one, see? I think yeah. that, that's just that's just good business. But but I mean it never it never doesn't make me laugh, especially oh, Especially this guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, whoever is this guy, I did actually appear on camera this last time. Oh, so I was. I forgot to tell you, I was Mike. Oh, oh, well, that makes sense. (laughs) I was, I was needs a hug. Oh, but but they pulled back slightly and Jackie hugged me. So it was okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, I love the Monsters in Glass Floor, and every show is a different show. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so so. So that's that's why it made it up to number five on my list. What is your number five? So my number five. Oh, my number five is uh, so Sunny Eclipse, but I've I've uh, paired it with Cosmic Rays because okay. I, um, unlike most uh, Disney influencers, I love Cosmic Rays. I think partly because of Sunny Eclipse too, but every time we've eaten there, the chicken strips that they have there are really good, and the burgers great. Um, I just have never, I haven't eaten there because I'm a bit of a Disney food snob. I, you know, yeah. we tend to go fancier places, and I just haven't had time for Cosmic Rays. But I'm glad to know that you feel the food is is pretty decent. Well, you know, we go with a nine-year-old. So, you know, we're, sometimes she gets hungry or hangry, I should say, and just needs chicken strips or something. And so we've learned that that's a really good place to stop. But also I just love Sunny Eclipse. So we love to sit there and watch his set. But um, the food is not, is surprisingly not terrible. And it's also hmm. one of the more reasonable places to eat too. So um, we're big fans that's, of coffee. That's what you're always looking for in your Disney dining. Not so terrible. Right. So, so my number five is Cosmic Rays and Sunny Eclipse. 
Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Let's see. My number four. My number four is the most popular means of conveyance. Certainly the most the mm-hmm. most appealing to a wide range of people, and that is the people mover. Um, I just it's it's always a nice little escape. It gives you nice views of the castle and of the contemporary and of Tomorrowland. You get to take your you know you get to sit down and take the weight off your feet. There's never a huge line for it, but it's just one of those little escape things that that I really treasure about about Tomorrowland. So that is why the People Mover is number four on my list. And uh, I'm going to echo everything you said, as the People Mover is also my number four on my there, list. There you go. We finally matched exactly on something. I know. Ooh. I love the People Mover. Big, big fan. Um, I'm surprised it's actually not higher on my list, but when I got to thinking about it, it just doesn't rival the other three. So, yeah. All right. Well, so my number three is Space Mountain. Okay. I I assume you have Space Mountain on your list. I do indeed. But higher, but higher um, than three. A little bit, but not. But I, you know, we're down to the top three, so not much. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, it's just. It is the quintessential Disney. Everybody recognizes Space Mountain. Everybody knows what it is. It was, you know, to my knowledge, the first indoor coaster ever, but such a perfect marriage of the theming of Tomorrowland and space with, you know, this fun attract. The only thing they could do in Florida to make it better is add the soundtrack for God's sake. Um, because, you know, I'm a big fan of the soundtrack. But also, for the Halloween party, we experienced it in total darkness. That was the Halloween gimmick this year. Oh, interesting. And, well, in total darkness, there's still, like, three dim bulbs places sure. that are, like, sensors or something. But right. But it was really cool. I mean, no stars, no projections, just black. I love that. Yeah. So, so what what's your number three? So my number three is actually Tron. Um okay. loved Tron. Uh big fan. The Q's awesome as well, actually. Um yeah. and I was a I, I was kind of blown away a little bit on how much I liked it because I just wasn't sure. I've heard how short it was, but um big fan. I wish we could have done it again. Um, yeah, you know, things being not what they are, you can't do that right now. And um I was just pleasantly surprised on how much I enjoyed it, actually. Um, so that is why it is number three on my list is is Tron. I, I need to do it like three or four more times to really speak more. Yeah, like goes by because I will say I I have now done it like three or four times and it grows yeah. on me. Honestly, yeah, it really has grown on me. Um, it's on my list and a little higher. So we'll talk yeah. about it a little more in a minute. My number two is more esoteric. It's one of the few esoteric things on my list. I hope I'm using that word correctly. Jackie will look it up and let me know. But it's <laughs> it's more of a concept, more of a spirit, more of a more of an intangible, mm-hmm. but to me the idea and it's what makes Tomorrowland problematic, but it's that evolution and sure. seeing over the years how Tomorrowland changes because what was considered 
very space agey looking in 1971 stopped being that in 1980s. And so they sort of, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, how do you solve a problem like Tomorrowland? It's like, you know, I, I feel like maybe they did it best in France where it became Discovery Island, Discovery Bay. What are they? I mean, it's, it's more Jules Verne's version of the future. Uh-huh. So you're kind of retro future, which is sort of timeless. But, um, but yeah, watching, watch it. Cause I, I did this time. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, there were these two giant, tall, skinny waterfalls on either side of that walkway as you entered Tomorrowland. And I'm like, huh, it's been a long time since I thought about those waterfalls, you know, but they were there to look so new space uh-huh. age, futuristic and, you know, and then it became these these rock outcroppings. And now it seems like the outcroppings have been painted more silver because apparently silver rock is more futuristic now than just regular <laughs> rock. But but just seeing how that architecture and that feel has changed some over the years and the evolution of Tomorrowland is something that I've just sort of enjoyed and 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 enjoy kind of going back and going, oh, right. That's what they thought. And especially at Disneyland, too, with the House of the Future and the TWA rocket. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just interesting to see what people's visions of the future, how they shift as the future arrives. So, yeah. yeah. So what's your number two? So my number two is uh, is less brainy than that, but it's it's just Space Mountain. Um for all the reasons you said too, I mean, I I have always enjoyed Space Mountain. I think it's a quality attraction. It's amazing that you're only going a certain speed when it just feels like you're flying a, a lot faster than that. Yeah, um, one of Harper's favorite things to do too. It is always a nice like rest from the heat when you're in that queue. Um, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. I've never been able to do it with the lights on. I really want to at some point in my life. That's a, like a. Goal. I don't know. That just becomes a roller coaster. I know, but I'm kind of curious. You know. Okay. I'm curious. I've um, seen it with the lights on because I've been on the people mover when right. we passed it and the lights were on, but I've never ridden it with the lights on. So Space Mountain is my number two quality. Well, life. and another thing to love about Space Mountain are the overlays. I mean the you know the Star Wars overlay the they do a Halloween one that's cool. Um yeah. I mean they used to be like aliens and monsters for Halloween now it's just we're going to turn out all the lights so you know but, what's the bummer that is closed when I go to Disneyland in October. Oh, it, it is no. Yeah, no well but you're next week. But you're going back you're going back next year. We so. are and that will be special because then you'll get to do it with Harper first. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I know. I feel, I feel bad. I'm, I'm like cheating on Disney World. I'm not going there at all next year, at least at the moment. Ooh. Well, <laughs> but, maybe it won't notice. Maybe it'll be so busy with other people. It won't notice that you just tossed it to the curb and I know. favor of its older sister. I know. I know. But anyway, all right. my number two is Space Mountain. I'm I'm intrigued what your number one is going to be because you've already done Space Mountain and my number one is actually Tron. Okay. Because as I say, it has grown on me, but what it has done to the landscaping and as you say at night, oh, that God. canopy is so cool. 
And, you know, to to be able to see it from like up at the villain's lair at the top of Bay Lake Tower and, and, you know, just, it is so gorgeous. And it's like, what a cool thing that this new addition has also added this amazing aesthetic to, to the area and, and fits right in, but I just love it. And, and I love the attraction too. As I say, it's grown more on me. The, the, that moment, the wow moments early when you're standing in line and all of a sudden you, you get assimilated into the grid. I go, Oh, so cool. So yeah, currently Tron tops my list of the things I like about Tomorrowland. So what's your number one? Well, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you know me at all, I do, I do listen. And I do. And you know, my number one is carousel of progress. Oh yeah. Right. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. (laughs) I thought about throwing it onto my list, like down at number 10, just to appease you, but I knew you would, I knew you would discuss it. And I just, I forgot, I forgot you hadn't mentioned it yet. So proceed. You're going to throw it on your list, Sean. Oh, I, I, and I hate to be that guy because I love my Disney history and I don't mean, I don't mean to belittle something you find great joy in. Oh, no. Because as they say, as they say, someone's favorite attraction is the Carousel of Progress. And I know that guy. Is that, is that something they say? (laughs) That is something I think that I have heard quoted before. It's like, just remember, someone's favorite attraction is the Carousel of Progress. And it's, it's kind of true. It's like everybody sort of has the thing that makes them happy. Yeah. And I am glad that the Carousel of Progress makes you happy. Thank you very much. I'm also going to put many of those quotes on a t-shirt here coming up because I will be making some of those soon. Um, oh, yeah. No, I totally think it should be. <laughs> you think you've had a bad day. Remember, somebody's someone's favorite attraction <laughs> is the Carousel of Progress. Um, but yes, I do absolutely adore adore the carousel of progress i i sit there like a child watching that show i think it's just so innovative you know and to have the the audience go around oh it's so great and i love its history of course but i'm just tickled every time i wear it i know what's happening i've watched it a thousand times i've watched the the youtube recordings of it even more i love it and it brings me so much joy and I think I, they must do for anybody that ever goes to the parks. I always say that. And then usually they message me back and they're like, well, that was fine. And I was like, oh, uh, well, actually, I will say that Jackie was like, oh, we should take a picture for Tristan because <laughs> at the Halloween party, it's a candy pickup. So there uh-huh. was actually a line. And she said, <laughs> sure, and show Tristan that there's a line at the Carousel of Progress. I will say, I hope you live a long, long, very happy life, but I'm pretty sure that your end of life celebration should probably be, you know, with the casket artfully lit just below the big medallion that says Carousel of Progress and that everybody gets served a corn dog and we all just ride around. That's a great, that sounds great. And, and so, I mean, chances are I will probably go before you do. But you never know. You never know. So if I'm around to help Savannah organize it, corn dogs <laughs> for everybody, and a tastefully lit casket just below the Carousel of Progress medallion, and and we'll just we'll just ride it around over and over for the night. 
I think that sounds lovely. But that is my number one is Carousel of Progress. And I've made it horribly morbid. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, it is always a pleasure to talk with you. You know, I concur, sir. You know, all of you listening, uh, if you're still listening, hopefully you're still listening. Give well, us now a- is about the time they go, well, they're wrapping it up and I yeah. don't want so, other stuff. So you know. bye-bye. Yeah, but go go follow us on Instagram and Facebook of Mice and Main Street Men. There are links to our socials as well from there. And, you know, I do a myriad of things. Sean is a lovely travel designer and can help you plan your next trip. Sean, if they wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Well, they could. They could go to Sean at Briar and Main on Facebook or hurry back to Sean on Instagram. Uh the Briar and Main Travel Boutique webpage, or just shoot me an email, Sean at briarandmain.com. But I would love to help them. Yeah. And and he, and I can tell you, he's not only my friend, but he's also my travel designer and does a great job for me. So and I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're you're helping us with two different trips in the next year. So that's exciting. I am both to Disneyland because you're cheating on you're cheating on the world with the land. And I am, you know, here's the thing. Savannah and I always say, okay, we're not gonna go to Disney World this year. We're not gonna we usually do. So I imagine at some point I'll be like, hey Sean, uh we're gonna sneak in this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because it always happens, it's inevitable. Um And you, you never know. know. Maybe if somebody has a flight deal, maybe the four of us will go down like in the fall for food and wine next year. Because I don't, I don't foresee going f- for anything other than the cruise in January. Right. We're just spending a couple days there, but it is. It's difficult. It's difficult to stay away a whole year. It is. So, and you and I have been talking about going. In fact, that was one of the things you gifted us for our wedding. Was we did, to- and now <laughs> we'll have to find a time for you to use it. So we'll figure it out. You never know. Well, hey, again, thank you all for listening. Sean, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. And we will see you real soon. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing.